There are many ways people listen to vision, including on smart speakers. Just tell your smart speakers to play Vision Christian Radio. Alexa, play Vision Christian Radio. Vision. Yep, it really is that easy. You can also say, play V180 Radio for our music channel. It's just another way that Vision is helping you look to God daily. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. A special edition of 2020 today as we look for trustworthy Christian commentary on what has gone through Overnight, the religious discrimination bill was passed in the lower house overnight after a marathon all-night sitting. The bill was passed just before 5am this morning, 90 votes to 6 after more than 10 hours of debate. Now the bill goes to the Senate where amendments moved by the opposition crossbench members were defeated. Wendy Francis is the National Director of Politics for the Australian Christian Lobby, continuing our uh, update on how things are looking right now. Wendy Francis, special welcome back to 2020. Thanks so much, Neil. I appreciate your time. Uh, Wendy, so significant. You're in Canberra uh, as everything is unfolding. No doubt you've had a, a, a you know, sleepless night as well. Yeah, I, I didn't get much shut eye, that's for sure. It's been um, a very disappointing night, to be honest. Mm. Uh, it depends on who you listen to here, because there are some reports saying this is good news, that the bill has passed through the lower house. And then, as you say, this is disappointing. I wonder if you can elaborate on what's disappointing about what's happened overnight. Sure. So the people who are saying it's good news are saying that it's relevant to say that this is the first time in Commonwealth law when religious beliefs will be actually enshrined in law. But what we're very fearful of that is going to happen once it goes through the Senate is that religious schools, particularly Christian schools, will actually end up being, their rights will be significantly diminished if this package deal passes. They will not be better off. They will actually um, lose some of the rights that they already have without this bill. Now, there are some key amendments that opposition to this bill will try and uh, have voted in the Senate. Uh, Which issues do you think are the most important ones? So it seems that um, the the government and the Labor Party have worked together to remove Clause 38.3. Now, um, Mr Morrison, our Prime Minister, did hold the line last night on protecting religious schools to maintain their code of conduct around sexuality, sex and gender. Um, and he is pushing for the Sex Discrimination Act to go to the Australian Law Reform Commission um, so that it can be looked at more carefully in order to protect children who identify as trans. Um, this needs to be looked at by the experts. That's what Mr Morrison's saying and that's what we agree with. But the, the Sharkey Amendment that has gone through last night that ALP supported and some of the moderate Liberals will actually um, take away the rights of, of religious and Christian schools in this country to um, teach their religious beliefs. The protection for that will be severely diminished. Um, so w- the other, there are other discrimination acts already that existing that ensure that no one is unfairly treated because of their gender, sexuality, age, race, abilities. But for 
Christian school to be able to teach, we believe there are two sexes, male and female. For a Christian school to be able to teach, marriage, at the flourishing marriage uh, under God is one man and one woman. This teaching could, if this bill goes through, this teaching could actually be claimed as causing a detriment to LGBTQI students. And so um, this is our big concern. We, we, want to, we want schools to have the protection to be able to have their code of conduct around sexuality, sex and gender, to be able to say, you can't use the bathrooms of the opposite sex. You can't um, share a biological camp dormitory with someone from the opposite sex because there, you know, there are competing rights here. And, and what we're saying is a school needs to be able to uphold their Christian view on these things. And if someone undermines that, the school must be able to discipline um, that person because this is what they actually stand for. This is their code of conduct. That will be lost if this SDA amendment goes through. Just to pause for a moment here to reflect on the absolute importance of getting a bill like this through that does protect religious freedom because uh, what we're talking about is what happens in schools. That's where the focus of any opposition to this bill has been. But in the bigger context here, Wendy, the thought that if schools then are not able to teach those things that are of the ethos of a biblical understanding of what Christian things are taught, uh, the next ones in line would be churches not able to teach what the Bible teaches. Is there something so significant here that if this doesn't get through in the right way, uh, all churches may well come under the thumb of government? Well, we already have that threat with the conversion therapy laws from Victoria. So there is already a threat for every church um, around Australia under that law. And what this bill um, would do, we are hoping, is offer some protection for for churches in that instance. The the bill, I think, would um, express a recognition of religious institutions. It would uh, protect religious institutions from judges being the one who can weigh up religious beliefs. And so there, there would still uh, be some gains, but the losses are too great to bear because our children are the ones that we need to protect. And our Christian schooling, if that is undermined, um, then that is a significant blow to Christians around the country. In the bill, Wendy, are there provisions that would allow the federal Act to override the states. This was one of the concerns that if you've got uh, religious freedom uh, legislation federally, will it have the power to override where the states are trying to take away uh, that religious freedom? Any thoughts here on provisions in the bill? Well, there have been amendments suggested to the um, some of the provisions in the bill that do override particularly Victoria and Tasmania in some of their extreme anti-religious laws. Um, and at the moment, those amendments have not gotten up as far as I know. But we're watching the Senate today very closely because more amendments could actually arise in the Senate. And so we really need to be praying for um, those senators up there today that they will know the mind of God and that God will work even um, despite whether they acknowledge him or not. Um, we, we are praying that God will be gracious to us. In, in one way, Neil, I don't believe that our country even deserves grace in this, but he doesn't give us his grace whether or not we deserve it. He gives it to us freely, and so we're asking for that today. 
the possible vote in the Senate later today, as I understand it, uh, time is so tight, uh, there needs to be a vote in the Senate later today. Any thoughts on whether that will happen or what sort of things could derail that possibility? Yeah, because um, the, another really important bill that's being raised today is the mitochondrial bill and um, mitochondrial donation, and we are opposed to that bill getting through as well. It's another issue, but the the discussion on that bill could actually go for a really long time, and if that's the case, they might not even get to the religious discrimination bill, and I would think that that would probably be a good result because then at least everyone can take a breath and the Senate does sit two more sitting days in March. They will be the last sitting days before an election is called. And so uh, it would give time to actually consider whether this bill is worth pursuing or not. So there is the possibility that um, the it will be delayed in the Senate's discussion and it won't even get to be discussed today. There is that outside possibility. Have you got any thoughts, Wendy, about the fear factor in all of this? Because you've got a Labor side of politics uh, fearful that if uh, this is something not resolved before the election, that it may become a wedge issue and uh, for the coalition government to use that as a weapon against Labor, saying that they don't support uh, religious freedom. Any thoughts here around the way that there are strategies, perhaps on both sides of the chamber, uh, about the necessity to get this through ASAP, because if it becomes an election issue, uh, one side will use this as a weapon against the other? And unfortunately, Neil, I think you've really hit the nail on the head there because um, this unfortunately has become now a political um, football. And the very fact that it was an independence amendment that got through last night, both major parties can point the finger at the independent and say, well, it wasn't us who moved the amendments, it was independent. Nevertheless, it wouldn't have gotten through if the Labor Party hadn't supported it and the moderate Liberals hadn't supported it. But I do think that um, the Labor Party is desperate to get this through because they don't. if they won it at the next election, they don't want the, one of the very first things that they've got to look at is a religious discrimination bill because they've been saying all along that they do support a religious discrimination bill. And the government certainly wants to be able to go to the election saying we delivered on our promise. So for both of them, there is um, a great, a big reason why they want to get this through today um, they want to get it through and they want to get it passed and out of the way. There's uh, one of the amendments, as I understand it, uh, that's likely to be debated is some form of anti-vilification clause uh, that was uh, narrowly voted down in the lower house. Uh, any thoughts here around uh, the way that, uh, that these things are unfolding? Because uh, as uh, Amanda Stoker, the Assistant Attorney General, has put it, if there is any sort of anti-vilification clause, uh, that becomes a little bit more like a force of, uh, of a blasphemy law that could be used against others. Uh, thoughts here around an anti-vilification clause? So one of the problems is that we're hearing all of this at the very... We're talking about the 11th hour. And so hasty amendments such as this have not been able to be thought through. They have not gone through the committee process. They have not gone out for public consultation. And so how can we really see what the ramifications would be and the implications of these amendments without proper thought and care? So if there are um, really substantial amendments like this that are going to be put up... There needs to be time 
for, as I say, public consultation, but certainly to go back to the committee process and look, okay, what does what impact will this have on this? What's the ramifications here? Are there implications that we're not actually considering um, and we need to... And again, I think the, the ALRC need to be involved in this from a legal perspective to know what, do, what does this actually mean for XYZ. The media is interested in getting a Christian uh, lobby point of view on this. Uh, you've done an interview just in this last 15 minutes with the ABC. Uh, how did that go? Yeah, it, look, it went well, Now I've, I've had three different interviews so far this morning and SBS have been chasing as well. So the media are interested because this obviously um, is a huge day and a huge. Um, it has a huge impact on Christians in general, but certainly particularly on Christian schooling. Uh, let me talk to you about news reports in general because a lot of news reports are saying it's just about protecting children from being expelled in school if they are uh, same-sex attracted or transgender. You're saying it's a whole lot more than that. Uh, it absolutely is. And there would be no Christian school who would want to discriminate on, for a child. They, Christian schools do not expel children on the basis of sexuality or gender. They don't. There hasn't been an expulsion. Um, so that is not what we are concerned about. Removing uh, the Clause 38.3 is much more than that. Uh, removing Clause 38.3 in its complete, in the whole clause, because what, what we need to understand is that Certainly, uh, Scott Morrison has agreed to remove parts of 38.3, the government, but he only wanted to make sure that uh, that kids couldn't be expelled from school for being gay. Basically, that's what he wanted. But the the entirety of 38.3 looks like it will be removed, and what that will mean is that Christian schools will, could get in trouble for teaching, for instance, that there are two sexes, male and female. They could be um, in trouble as far as discrimination if they teach that marriage is between one man and one woman, this is what God um, says will bring about flourishing. That teaching, under with the 38.3 gone, that teaching could be claimed as causing a detriment um, to LGBTQI students and therefore um, the student would be able to press a claim of discrimination against the school. Now, Wendy, opponents of this bill, and you might say opponents of Christian freedom, uh, let me just pick up on one uh, where Greens MP Adam Bant uh, is reported saying this morning uh, in his criticism of Labor and the way they supported the bill going through the lower house, he's, the, he's calling it Scott Morrison's hate bill. Uh, these sorts of emotive terms, which we've come to uh, realise are just commonplace for people that far left, uh, but they actually do, they get a headline, they create all sorts of thoughts in the minds of people. What are your thoughts about calling it a hate bill? The people who um, refer to hate in the same sentence as talking about uh, Christians and Christian schooling, for instance, have no idea of the teachings of Jesus. So the teachings of Jesus are all about love your neighbour, treat them as you would have yourself. And this is what has underpinned our laws and our governing in our nation from its inception. So this is not about a hate bill. This is about ensuring that that uh, Australians of faith will have protection from discrimination in the same way that other Australians have protection against discrimination on the basis of gender, sex, disability, age, etc. 
And, um, you know, Adam Band is just being really uh, quite hateful himself in, in describing it that way because, you know, the UN themselves, the United Nations, have actually taken Australia to task because we do not protect um, people of faith in our nation. McCrindle did a research uh, polling recently, McCrindle, um, a secular poll, and over 80% of Australians believe that Australians of faith should be protected from discrimination. You know, it's around 70% of Australians actually identify as religious. It's, it's just about 52% that are Christian, uh, but the rest are made up by all sorts of different religions. So we're talking about the majority of of um, people in Australia and the, your listeners would know and I don't have to tell them that you know particularly during this pandemic time it's been people of faith it's been Christians um, in particular who have gone out of their way to care for people who are um, uh, under duress from COVID to care for people who need meals to care for people who are isolated to care for people who are quarantined um, you know there has been an outpouring of love from the Christian churches that I know of. And so it couldn't be further from the truth that this is a hate bill. You refer to those poll results. And uh, as you said, it's overwhelming that Australians, whether they're polled uh, on a number of different uh, polling opportunities, it's overwhelming the support for Christian schools and for churches uh, having the freedom to be able to teach according to their ethos or overwhelming about what staff ought to be able to be employed, say, in a Christian school. Now, an overall comment here from you, Wendy Francis, because it seems to be uh, that the opposition that's coming to this bill, and uh, it'll be coming from the left primarily, although there are, of course, those moderate MPs in the Liberal Party who have uh, decided that they're against it as well. But the thought that our representatives might be pushing their own ideological uh, 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 positions rather than supporting the constituents of the communities that have given them that opportunity to represent them. Any thoughts here on where our MPs are at, given the the absolute antagonism that there is towards the religious community? I'd have to say in both major parties there are committed Christians, but they are in the minority. And so they themselves are experiencing discrimination over this as well. And they are receiving a lot of hate, even from fellow MPs. But, you know, up until, like... A second ago in history, when we're looking at the historical timeline, what we're talking about today, Neil, as being Christian values, they were accepted right across the board. It's not, it's not rocket science for people to all of a sudden understand that there are two sexes, male and female. And certainly marriage between one man and one woman was seen as completely an acceptable and normal understanding of marriage until very recently in history. So it's just been a complete turnaround that all of a sudden people who have that understanding and have that belief, and MPs included, are all of a sudden seen as some sort of um, pariah on the outside of what's acceptable in our society. It's quite a stunning turnaround, to be honest. There's a position here, just to pick up on, where the Federal Attorney-General, Michaelia Cash, uh, she's argued 
for an exemption for trans students would create problems for religious single-sex schools. Uh, the trans students are the real sticking point here, and that's where all of the emotive uh, things are being said and uh, what will no doubt be emotive in the debates in the Senate today. But any thoughts here around this is not a resolvable issue. You either have to uh, come down on the side of the trans students or you have to come down on the side of uh, the hundreds of thousands of parents who send their children to a uh, religious school. Any thoughts here on this, basically what is an unresolvable issue? Uh, you're so right. And this is why the government, Scott Morrison, and we have supported that the uh, the concept of what, um, what we do with the uh, Sex Discrimination Act in terms of children who identify as transgender, that needs to go to the Australian Law Reform Commission because this is something that needs to be looked at legally so that competing rights are allowed to coexist. And that's not easy, but it needs to be looked at because, you know, what what about um, the girls' rights who don't feel comfortable uh, sharing uh, a toilet with somebody who now identifies with a, as a boy? Or what about... Um, you know, sharing a toilet with a biological boy who now identifies as a girl. What about their right to feel safe and comfortable in that situation? And this is why it needs to go to the LRC because there are competing rights there. And it's all, it's, it's completely understandable that a girl who goes away on camp might not feel comfortable with having a boy sleeping in her dormitory. What do you think will happen today, Wendy Francis? Because the Senate will be debating this. Uh, Time is short. There is a possibility they could vote on this at the end of a long day today. Uh, As you say, this particular issue uh, could be referred on to the Australian Law Reform Commission for a deeper uh, way of uh, breaking down how that law will work. would, would it be a worry, in fact, if they passed a amendment getting rid of Section 38.3 in the Sex Discrimination Act today? Would that be a worry? It really needs to go off, doesn't it, for more consideration? It really does, and it would be a worry because once it goes through, it's done and dusted as far as the government and also the opposition are concerned. They will not want to revisit it. And so we will go forward with less rights for Christian schools than we had before the Religious Discrimination Bill. So we are really hopeful that it will not get passed today. There are two more sitting days of the Senate that are possible uh, before an election is called. But we are urging the government, now that this bill has been fatally flawed by these amendments to the SDA, please just let it go. We can't, we can't afford to have a bill that actually removes rights of Christian schools rather than protects the rights of Christian schools. Wendy, let me ask you about the MPs in our Parliament, both sides of the House. Uh, It seems to be that it was a very uh, convenient time yesterday for a lot of MPs in the lower house uh, to claim their alignment with Christian faith. Uh, Even the opposition leader, Anthony Albanese, uh, reflecting on his own Roman Catholic background, uh, went to St. Joseph's in Camperdown, uh, delivered a speech, quoting in uh, reading there from 1 Corinthians chapter 13, the love chapter, and 
suggesting that, you know, this is a call to create unity. Uh, it seems to be convenient to be able to roll out that you have some religious foundation, uh, even though everything you tend to stand for is anti-Christian. Uh, any thoughts here on on MPs and uh, the way they use uh, reference to Christian faith uh, to be able to make a point at a time like this? This is when it becomes really political. And for so many um, MPs, when they claim, you know, I, I went to a Catholic school or I grew up in a Christian family, my mother used to pray, um, we see uh, a foot in both camps. And it's it shows a, a, a lack of understanding of what the Christian faith is all about and what God taught when he taught about being made in the image of God, being created male and female, marriage between a man and a woman. You can't separate these these basic tenets of faith that Jesus referred to himself without destroying the Christian faith. So you sort of can't say, I'm a Christian, but I actually don't believe what Jesus taught. Um, it, it, that's just a misnomer. You know, like it, 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 the two can't go together. I know we're running short of time because you're on another schedule to have a more extended uh, interview on the ABC, but a quick thought here for parents across Australia. Uh, No doubt there'll be lots of listeners who send their children to a Christian school because they want their children to receive an education uh, where Christian values are a part of the ethos of that education. That is at risk. I wonder if you've got a thought or two for those parents and if there's any action you would like to see them take today. It's not too late to ring the Senate offices. So if you go online, you'll be able to find the senators. and particularly the coalition senators, because I think the Labor senators have have made their their position very clear that they want these amendments. But the coalition senators, uh, they still are, are ready to hear from people. So I would be my message to the coalition senate officers and and find the office um, at the parliament because they're all in parliament at the moment. And my my message when you rang would just be simply to say, please, my children go to a Christian school, please protect Christian schooling. We understand that there are amendments that would actually remove rights of Christian schooling. Please vote against those amendments. Uh, Wendy, uh, you're very busy today. Uh, Interviews to do. Uh, Martin Isles, the Managing Director of the ACL, he'll be a very busy man. Uh, He'll be in demand for interviews. Dan Flynn, uh, who's the Deputy Director of the ACL, also in demand. A busy day for you today. Is there a particular core issue Uh, that as the Australian Christian Lobby, you're wanting to communicate uh, right across all of these interviews that you'll be doing today? Uh, What what would that core issue be? Our core issue is that we're calling on the Attorney-General, Michalia Cash, to pull the bill. We want the bill to to be gone. We cannot have a flawed bill. We are better off without this bill than with a bill that actually removes protections for Christian schooling. And so we want the government to say, look, it's it's our bill or it's no bill. Um, we can't have these hasty amendments at the end, right at the 11th hour uh, from the Labor Party and the crossbenchers. We need to stick with the, the original bill, with the one amendment, not to allow the expulsion of gay students from schools. And let's get that through. And then let's look at the ALRC for the, for the um, understanding of how we deal with competing interests of children who identify as transgender, but the interest of Christian schooling who want to be able to teach that God created us male and female and they should not be penalised for that teaching.
Okay, there's a little ultimatum in there. Either it passes in its entirety or it's pulled. Now, if it's passed but with all sorts of amendments, uh, where are we at with that? Does it become a huge election issue? And uh, and uh, that will be dominating a lot of the conversations that you and I will have and that I'll have with lots of other commentators. Uh, that is a major issue, isn't it? It will be a major issue, and unfortunately we've seen where the ALP is standing on this, um, so we will need to be lobbying them. But we also need to look at uh, the coalition and how, uh, which, one, which members of them also wanted to trash Christian schooling, and we need to really think seriously about how we vote on these issues because there's nothing much more important uh, than religious freedom in a nation because without religious freedom, you just you don't have freedom. And just to, to quickly pick up on that, you're keeping names and numbers. And if there are those who are opposed to Christian schooling and in, indeed uh, broadly religious freedom, uh, there's a certain sense in which uh, they'll be campaigning against those members, those MPs in the upcoming federal election. And, uh, and with the weight of uh, the huge following of the Australian Christian lobby behind. So there is a little bit of a, a, a flexing of muscles here, something we ought not to be ashamed of as Christians, that there is a muscle to flex when it comes to issues of righteousness. You can be sure we will be, Neil, and we'll be making that very public as well. I know you've got to go. Wendy Francis, I want to thank you so much for an open-hearted indication of where Christians think about these issues today. I want to appreciate you very much. I want to point people to the ACL website, acl.org.au. Wendy Francis, uh, you've got a busy day ahead. Uh, Godspeed, and uh, we'll look forward to an update again soon. Thanks for being with us on 2020. Thank you, Neil. Thank you to all of your listeners as well. God bless. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.